MEC, the voice of business. Welcome to the Voice of Business, the podcast from the Mississippi Economic Council. Today, we have a very special guest, Judge Reuben Anderson. Judge Anderson's accomplishments are numerous. He's a former Supreme Court justice. He has worked very hard and diligently on many issues across this state to make Mississippi better. And most importantly, he's a past chair of the Mississippi Economic Council. But most recently, he served as chair of the commission that was appointed to select a new flag for the state of Mississippi. It was a, it was a really a task that they could not have picked a better person than Judge Anderson to serve in that role simply because of his history, his commitment to the state of Mississippi, and more importantly, his outlook on the future that we have here in Mississippi. Judge, welcome. We're glad you're with us this morning. Would you mind just starting off by, by telling us just a little bit about yourself? Well, um, you probably summarized it. I grew up here in Jackson, Mississippi, went to Tougaloo College, went to Ole Miss Law School, been a lawyer for 53 years. And uh, one of my joys in life is that I chaired MEC back, uh, oh, I guess close to 20 years ago. Well, you know, that's that is something that you know we really appreciate, and your continued involvement with the organization has been so vital. But during that twenty years, I think there was always this one issue that was a a top priority for our organization because we understood what it would mean for our state, and that was to change our state flag. That has happened. Can you tell us a little bit about how we how we kind of got to this point and and all of the things that have had to happen for us to finally see this day come? where we could celebrate the fact that we're going to move forward instead of looking backwards? Well, I can tell you that uh, this effort has been a lot different than it was uh, some 20 years ago, 19 years, I guess, when we had the vote. Uh, it was hostile. It was bitter. Uh, in fact, I think Blake Wilson uh, received death threats. I know that uh, there were a lot of harassing calls to me. Uh this time around, it's been pretty smooth. Uh, I think uh, Mississippians recognize and realize that uh, our previous flag was a uh, an item that caused a lot of damage to our state in the sense that uh, it held us back in economic development and so many other things. Uh, but uh, I'm real optimistic that we'll get this done and that the new flag that we uh, voted on and accepted yesterday and sent to the legislature will pass in November. And as are we, and, and I want to talk just for a minute, I'm going to kind of bring in how all this came to be. It's back in, back in July, we really started seeing a major push to get the flag changed. And, and the legislature uh, – actually had to do something that's extremely difficult, and that was suspend their rules in order to allow a bill to come forward to do this because of the way the the rules are in our state legislature. You can't just introduce anything whenever you want to. There's certain times of the year that in certain dates that it has to be done by, but it takes a two-third vote of the legislature to make that happen, and we got that in both the House and the Senate. So we had a lot of state leaders that stepped up and really did what needed to be done for our state to get to make this happen. That happened one day on a Saturday that we got that overturned, and that was probably the day most of us celebrated because we knew at that point 
that what was going to happen the next day was going to happen, and that was that they were going to retire the old state flag and remove from Mississippi's image the Confederate battle symbol, which has become such a divisive symbol representing hatred and prejudice. And then in that process, they formed this commission of nine people from around the state that would select a new flag. And you chaired that commission. They selected the flag yesterday, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few minutes. But before we do, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like serving as chair of this commission, the dedication of those who were on the commission, and how all that process worked? Well, well, Scott, it was uh, it was a complete and total joy for me. I, I really didn't know anybody on the commission other than uh, Betsy, who was uh, also on the Board of Archives and History, which I'm president of. But uh, it was a joy to work with them. Uh, you know, when you go through three thousand designs, and and uh, it can be uh, time consuming, and it was time consuming. But uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, we recognized that uh, we had a a flag that had a lot of uh, things that were particular to Mississippi. And uh, the magnolia flower was significant. Uh, the colors were significant. And uh, it's something I think will grow on Mississippi. Uh, I spent a couple of minutes talking to the commission after we got through yesterday and uh, I think that uh, once the college president, ministers, uh, college coaches and the MEC and the business community got behind changing the flag, it was mostly downhill for us and uh, we had uh a lot of debate, but none of it was uh, fussing and arguing. All of it was about getting to the right uh, conclusion, and I think we did. Well, you know, I was able to watch a lot of the process along the way, and, and, and I agree with you. I think there was a lot of discussion trying to get get to a point that we really were able to have something that represents Mississippi. I had an opportunity to to listen to uh, Katie Blunt, who is the, you know, who heads up the Department of Archives and History here in the state. And she was say she was kind of explaining there were a lot of elements of that that were really taken from public comments that were made about the process. All of the designers involved, including the designer of the 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 I guess what would have been the second choice, had some input and um, on the first, on the flag that was actually chosen. So I think it looks like the process really was designed to give the public a chance to participate. But at the same time, it was designed to allow the commission to do their work. And the work had to be done in very short order. I mean, this happened on the, you know, at the end of July, and y'all had to have something, I'm, I'm sorry, the end of June, y'all had to have something done by the 1st of September in order for it to get on the ballot. That is a quick turnaround. And when you start with 3,000 submissions, that get, makes it even more tough, I, was, I would assume. 
it was time consuming, no question about that. And uh, everybody on the commission worked extremely hard. Uh, and we had some professional assistants. We had an expert on flags who uh, gave us a lot of insight. Uh, and Kate's staff was just spectacular. I told the press yesterday, I think I had a hundred and 24 emails from Katie and her staff about various aspects of it. And uh, so it was time conceiving. It was, it was more work than I thought, but uh, I think we came up with a product that uh, Mississippi is going to be proud of for a long time. You know, and I know you served as chairman. I know there was one instance where you actually had to break a tie. And and before you did, I, I was listening to what you said, and it, w- it was so telling to me that you said, "I have not, I have not voted for a single one right now because my main objective was to get that old flag removed." Talk about that for a minute, and why you see this being a new day here in Mississippi by having that flag gone. Well, you know, Scott, I've been around a long time. Uh, I went to Ole Miss in 1965, and uh, the flag was such a prominent item on campus. I think every student had a flag. I know the marching band performed in Confederate uniforms. And uh, so I've had a lot of dealing with the flag over my lifetime. And uh, I told the commission, one of the things that uh, prompted me to attempt to get the flag removed was uh, I, uh, as a lawyer, I've been going in the courtrooms for 53 years, and every courtroom I walked into as a judge or as a lawyer, uh, I took a look at that flag, and it always told me that uh, I was not welcome. So uh, I have a long history with the flag. Uh, As you know, Scott, I've served on the board of six public companies, three of which were Fortune 500 companies. And I can assure you that uh, Mississippi has missed out on recruiting Fortune 500 companies because uh, if there's an opportunity to go to Texas or to Tennessee or to Georgia where they don't fly a flag that uh, stiff arm people, they're going to go there. And what we forget about is that uh, uh, every Fortune 500 company in America has at least one and most have two African-Americans on their board of trustees or board of directors. And they have input into whether or not a corporation expands or relocates. And that has been a huge obstacle for Mississippi. You know, as well as I do, Scott, that uh, we don't have a single Fortune 500 company that's headquartered in Mississippi. And we do a great job of recruiting Nissan and Toyota and Continental Tire. But American companies' uh, preference is to relocate where somebody, uh, where the state is welcoming. And Mississippi hadn't been a, a welcoming state. Well, and I think it's the business community. You know, MEC has, has kind of had that position for a long time. Your involvement with our organization speaks to that and I think but but I think this time what I was so pleased to see is so many other business organizations in particular came along came out very very strong for its time for a change and I think that was what we were that was one of the things that needed to be happening that in some cases maybe was 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 there 
with MEC kind of leading the charge, but now we've had so many others that are doing the same. And, and I think that's, that's a telling sign for us that we're beginning to realize, hey, we have missed out on some opportunities. Do you think that given where we are and with this, this flag that has been chosen that, that sends a signal of, you know, kind of in a lot of ways, there's the, the tradition of the magnolia being something that is recognized in Mississippi in a positive way uh, will allow us that opportunity to begin to take advantages of what's ahead of us instead of always having to fight what was behind us. Scott, you've, uh, you're exactly right about that. Uh, I think when ministers and college presidents and college coaches, uh, began to recognize that, uh, the flag had in fact, uh, set us back a lot in Mississippi and, uh, nobody has worked harder at getting the flag changed than, uh, MEC. Uh, I go back a long time with MEC and, uh, that has been an agenda item for a long time. And, uh, I can assure you that it would not have happened, but, uh, the input and the resources put behind the effort by MEC. And I want to thank you on behalf of everybody in Mississippi for what you all have done. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things about it is when you believe in something, it's really easy to fight for. And I've I've believed in it for a long time. And, you know, I think I have to make sure that we talk about all of those that came before me. You mentioned uh, our previous CEO, Blake Wilson, who was very involved in the process back in 2001. A lot of our board members who were involved in that process, many of them are still active within the organization, have been part of it. But you also have to think about the number of legislators that have really pushed for this. Some of them who have been in uh, in the legislature for a long time. You know, I think there were a couple of a couple of things that were said from the floor of the Senate by both uh, Senator Hillman Frazier and Senator John Horn that sort of explained why this was time to make this change. And and I think that's that's what we have to remember. This wasn't. This wasn't a single individual. This wasn't a single organization. This wasn't a single legislator. This was a lot of people who had been pushing for this and pushing for this that we finally got to a point where it was time to get it across the finish line. And and I have to say, I think uh, Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, making the statement about five years ago that it's time to make a change, started that process rolling. It took a lot longer than I wished it had. But we got to the point where we were there, everybody understood what had to happen, and we made it happen. So talk a little bit about some of, you know, some of the folks that have been in this for such a long, long time and why it's so important to, to people like a, 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 a Senator Frazier or Senator Horn. Uh you mentioned those two gentlemen who've been working on it for a long time, but nobody has worked on taking the flag down longer than William Winner. Uh, I made a statement yesterday that I sure wish he could have been present yesterday when we uh, voted and uh, decided on which flag. Uh, Governor Winner has, uh, he and I go all the way back to 1966, and uh, he recognized in the 80s that we had to change the flag. and. Since that time, uh, he has put in more effort than anybody that I know, and I sure wish he could have been there yesterday. Uh, 
You mentioned something uh, and talked about the political process, but uh, I can assure you none of this would have happened but for the fact that Mississippi uh, finally had some political courage to do some things. That's been a shortage that we've had for generation upon generation. But uh, political courage brought the flag down. And uh, I have to say that... uh, the speaker and the lieutenant governor uh, were the ones who made that happen. They could have blocked it. Uh, either one of them could have said no. And uh, they had the political courage to do it. And uh, I thank them on behalf of my children and my grandchildren who will benefit from this. Well, I, I thank them, too. We work very closely with, with as says, Speaker Philip Gunn and, of course, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman during that process because – we were there trying to figure out how do we get this thing across the finish line? Because, you know, the the bottom line, and, and, and I'm going to have to quote, quote Senator Horn here. He made a statement the day that they voted to remove the flag that a politician thinks about the next election. A statesman thinks about the future. And we had a lot of a lot of people who were torn between being a, a politician and, and worrying about getting reelected and being a statesman and saying, you know what, I've got to do the right thing. And and those are the people that we truly applaud because there were a lot of legislators that, that probably, you know, it was a difficult vote because they understood what the consequences might be. But they also understood that for the future of Mississippi, that they had to make the correct vote. And it was really, it was really such a great day when that happened. And, and then yesterday was a great day in revealing a flag that I think is going to put us moving forward with a symbol that can be recognized across the state, across the country, and even across the world of a new day here in Mississippi. You talked a little bit when you closed out the meeting yesterday about why that was so important, why putting a symbol that has been around for such a long, long time and and even even gave us a little bit of history of the uh, how long how old the magnolia tree is and what that means. Can you kind of touch just one more time on why, you know, why you think that was such a such an important symbol to include in this process? Uh, Scott, uh, I've had a a relationship with magnolia trees for a long time, and I. Well, every day when I drive out of my driveway, I have eight magnolia trees lining my driveway. And uh, they show, and the white bulb blooms are just magnificent. And I've had a long relationship with the flower. And uh, Mississippi has. uh, It goes back a long time. Ain't no question about that. Uh, But, uh, you know, our history is just so... Uh, intertwined with uh, blood and tears and all kinds of things. But uh, I think uh, our flag is representative of Mississippi and uh, the long history that we have. And I think people will will grow to it. Uh, There are so many great things about the magnolia tree i've spent time reading about it and um, it's such a gorgeous flower with just a magnificent scent to it and 
I hope people pay more attention to it. And hopefully it grows on Mississippians. Uh, it's been around as a, as a hospitality state uh, statement, but it needs to be a statement that Mississippi is affixed to something that's going to last a long time. And a 90-year-old tree says that. I told the commission yesterday that the Methuselah tree is uh, the oldest living organism on earth and uh, it's 5,000 years old and still growing and uh, our magnolia tree will be growing and I said yesterday that uh, 5,000 years from now that blossom will be still showing and uh, I think it's a great statement for Mississippi. Well, I do as well, and I think what the statement to me is the blossom can also represent the fact that we've got, you know, a, a something new that's happening that's going to make us a, a much greater and stronger state. One final thing I want to touch on on the flag is, you know, traditionally Mississippians have always held their faith in, in, in very high part of what we do. We, we very or very much, uh, you know, in – ingrained in us that the faith that we have is what helps us move forward. One of the requirements of the legislature was to place the in God we trust the, the nation's motto on our flag. We will be, I think once uh, once that happens, we will be one of three states across the country that has that motto on its flag. Talk a little bit about the discussion that was had by the committee and then kind of what happened, the, the decision that was made at the end of the meeting yesterday that really kind of brought home how we can unify Mississippi as a state under God? You know, uh, surprisingly, there has been a little negativity that reached me about the flag. The only negativity was that emails I got about in God we trusted it shouldn't be on there. And my response has always been uh, it's the law of the state of Mississippi and it will be there. But uh, I think it's great, and I think uh, the resolution that we passed yesterday to say that the flag will be called in God We Trust flag is something that uh, is great in the sense that it's timely, and we need that today with all of the challenges that we face, uh, especially with this COVID, and uh, we've got to trust God right now, I think, to pull us through this. I, you know, in the long time that I've been around, I've never known America, Mississippi, to be in such a state. And, uh, you know, to hear every day that 20 or 30 people die and 500 new cases, uh, we need to trust God right during this point. Well, and I and I think that's the other the other part of what it, you just said is is the chance to unify under a flag because there's so much going on in in the world today and across the country that 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 is not there's not the unity that we need to have and I think this flag gives us that opportunity to to bring forward something that we can all unify under and, and move the state forward is is one and I think that's the thing that that's most exciting to me and and, and I know it has to be. Uh, has to be exciting to you as well to see this day finally come. Absolutely. I can assure you of that. So, well, did, did I miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to, to add before we close out or is, 
again, thank you so much for your service as the as the chair of the commission, but more importantly, thank you for your service to our state for many, many years. And I want to thank MEC for all you've done for so many years for Mississippi, and uh, hopefully our business climate continues to grow, and it will definitely grow since we've got a new flag to represent our state. Well, thank you, Judge Anderson. I want to thank everyone for listening to the uh, to our podcast today. As the voice of business in Mississippi, MEC understands, we now have the opportunity to look for a brighter future. We now have the opportunity to do things from an economic standpoint in the state that we have been held back on in the past. And it's, it is people like Judge Anderson, our commission that's designed this flag and our state leaders that have given us this opportunity. Now we just have to make sure we take advantage of it. Thank you so much for being with us on our podcast. Thank you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. This podcast is a production of the Mississippi Economic Council, the voice of Mississippi business since 1949. The Mississippi Economic Council is a public policy agency dealing with a variety of issues facing Mississippi's business economy. MEC is a not-for-profit member organization made up of more than 11,000 business leaders from across the state. Our mission is to move Mississippi forward through advocacy, research, resources, and leadership. We are the Mississippi Economic Council. Mississippi's Chamber of Commerce.